Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh my God, speaking of spinoffs, I mean, this is kind of part of the show, but uh, Henry Cavill, oh, Cavill yeah. getting replaced by Liam Hensworth as the Witcher. Yeah, what's we, going on there? I heard about this. This was like breaking news, wasn't it? This happened like last night or something. I think it was like confirmed and reported on. So I remember we were just like, yeah, it was. We were just like watching TV, um, and um, and Tilly was just like, "Oh, this, uh, I've heard that Henry Cavill's like been replaced." She's like, "That can't yeah. be true." She was just like, "He is the Witcher." Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I'll tell you what. Just jingle while we're having this conversation. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's dirt. Um, yeah, apparently he's been replaced with like Liam Hemsworth or something, isn't he? Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, that's right. It's just like it's not. It's not bad because I do think you can get a kind of tall, muscly man and just make him look like Geralt, right? With the long white hair, make him look gruff, give him the fucking eye contact, and you can genuinely make a lot of people look like Geralt. It's not like Henry Cavill's the only person that can do it. Um, but... I don't know. But I think show's dead. <laughs> I think show's dead now. <laughs> Why don't they get Chris Pratt to do Like it? the guy was such a wit. He was such, yeah. <laughs> it's a me, the Witcher. Right, <laughs> Chris. Wrong script, dude. You're doing white... too much work, man. Too much going on. The White on. Wolf of Revere. Yeah, Revere. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, like, because the guy is a, a massive, he, like, begged to make it happen, didn't he, Henry Cavill? He, like, begged just for the role yeah, because he's, yeah. like, he loves the series. He probably isn't getting paid that much. It's probably mostly, like, a fashion thing. Plus, I heard um, he kind of almost fell out with them in the past as well because they weren't being like as thorough or as like true to the character as he would have liked. So he he literally like gave them a pretty big like warning and was like, "You do this, I'm just off the show." So like maybe again they just towed the line. They just they didn't like he didn't like the direction the character was going or the story was going, and he just left because um, like you said, he is like yeah. he's a massive nerd, isn't he? Um, old old Cavill. Yeah, but he like there were some reports like just a couple of weeks ago that um, the show writers for the Witcher show like actively didn't like the source material, like actively thought the books were shit. Um, which is like, right. why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the books are fine. I think the main issue with the books, I've, I've only read a couple, so obviously anyone who has read all the Witcher books can probably correct me. But I think the issue is they're written by. They were written in Polish by a Polish author, and I think the translation wasn't fantastic. Um, that like there is some stuff that just doesn't quite work, and like you have to like read it a couple times and just be like, oh, like it's from that perspective, or oh, it means that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, at least that's what I found. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I'm sure if you read them in the native you know language they were written in they were actually probably pretty good but just the, the, yeah. the english translation just wasn't wasn't the best um yeah but yeah i like and and that's like so you know that probably doesn't help that there probably were some horns clashing with henry cavill trying to do x and then the show writers trying to do y mm. um 
you know, but also I think it was, wasn't it just, and we just find out this week that Henry Cavill got, um, is returning as Superman. So could, yeah. could very well just be scheduling difficulties and he, mm. he needs to pick the bigger bag, you know, ultimately. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and yeah, with sort of DC actually sort of coming up now in the, um, in the cinema, you know, they're actually starting to do some okay stuff. Um, again, I don't think Black Adam was particularly great. The new one with, with Dwayne. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think that was received particularly well. But he's now sort of canon in the universe, and obviously, I think they're planning on making a pretty epic, um, you know, showdown between him and Superman because they're like evenly matched. You know, they're like both basically gods, so that'd be pretty cool. Mm. Um, so yeah, right. yeah, like you said, maybe it's just that, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I probably won't watch the, the next series of Witcher now. Like, I, I like it was it I was fine. I mean, season three still has Henry Cavill in it. Um, you know, and then it's, oh, that's it's, true. It's, it's yeah, I'll probably watch season three then. It will be Liam Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably watch season three then. Um, yeah, it's just like Wakeen says in the chat. Wakeen says in the chat. Yeah, what's strange is that there are other witches. Why not make it about someone other than Geralt? Yeah, yeah exactly. They just didn't yeah. want to lose. They just didn't want to lose the franchise appeal of it being about Geralt, I suppose. But yeah, Geralt is like he is the coolest, the most mainstream Witcher. Like, sure, there are others, you know, and Vesemir is in the show and stuff like that. They have used him, um, but yeah, you could definitely take it in a different direction. Um, but yeah, it'd just be kind of weird with Liam Hemsworth just taking the reins, just like, oh, hey, Geralt, your your entire bone structure has changed, but. we still know you as the person you are um yeah yeah it's just a little bit weird that 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 sort of stuff's just gonna lose a lot of service with the fans just just add that even if Liam Hemsworth does a good job which I'm sure he probably will do an okay job he's a pretty decent actor but like I just think just a mid a mid show change like that's just never gonna go down well regardless of how well you do it yeah that's the thing because the show like the show was it was fine to good yeah it was fine to good it's good episodes were good yeah and it's fine episodes were just fine but a lot of the appeal was how good of a fit henry cavill was for Geralt. he was you know what i mean i always thought he was a bit too Um, big for Geralt, though like a bit yeah just a bit too much because Geralt, Geralt's a big guy don't get me wrong but he's not like henry cavill like big like Harry Cavill, yeah, so he's more Henry. toned. Yeah. In the games, though, I have I've heard it described it in the books. He is he's written to be a lot, a lot bigger, but in the in the game, he's presented a bit more toned and slim. Oh, okay, but... yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's what I've heard. Yeah, I guess the books do write him a little bit bigger. I I don't know if they actually like call like classify his height and all that sort of stuff in the books. But, no, yeah, I think yeah. he's he's a pretty he's a pretty tall big guy. But yeah, I don't know. I was just thought Henry Cavill was a bit too um. Cavill, sorry, it was a bit too um, yeah, top heavy, but yeah. Well, that's. I mean, we started the show off with a bit of a, a witches section there, but uh, if you're if you're just joining us now, um, hello, welcome to the show. This is the first time here. This is the quick result. This is seventy fifth episode, so you know we're three quarters of the way to a hundred. This is this is there's big numbers, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big number. We're getting on. Scary. We're getting on. Yeah, it's scary. Um, and if you haven't been here before, my name is Deck, and over there is Tim. Hi, Tim. I'm Tim. Hello. Hello, Deck. 
Hello. Um, so uh, there's a lot on the docket today, Tim. Um, there's a lot on the docket, I think, anyway. Um, it's it, there's There's been a few big things. Not loads. We're not overwhelmed. Not like last week. I was busy last week. Um, mm. But there's like a couple of big things, I think. You know, there's been numbers around Game Pass, uh, like uptake. There's been reports around console sales. There's been a Redfall trailer. There's been... Um, Age of Empires and lots, lots more. Yeah. So let's do our usual little uh, skedaddle then. Um, Tim, games this week. Overwatch. Is it just Overwatch? <laughs> <laughs> it's just been Overwatch. I'm going to cut this segment short. We're still playing. I, I, I'm in Platinum now. Your boy's in Platinum. Both your boys are in mm. Platinum. Um, mm. we've been yeah we've been playing ranked um we actually missed a game that we were talking about and actually wanted to play which was gunfire reborn um uh, we just got sucked up into overwatch and just forgot that game even released even though we wanted to play it yeah um so we'll probably give that a go i would imagine um this week i put yeah. i put a good three hours in last night oh did you i was really bored <laughs> yeah, I was really bored, and I wanted to play something while I listened oh, to some podcast. Oh, I thought podcast. you said you were you were bored playing it. Oh, you mean you were bored, so you played it? Okay, I see. No, the game's fantastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> the game's really good. Oh, it's nice. really good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I guess we don't really have much to add. I, I guess there has been more controversy about over the Overwatch Two store because if you you know if you've been playing that, then you'll know that there's um, uh, it's, it's been a Halloween watching. event. But Joaquin has just said he's the best Reinhardt this side of Mississippi, which is really weird. You said the exact same thing to me when we were playing the other day. Remember? Did I? What did I yeah, say? Yeah, you, you said something about you were just like, "Oh, I'm the best, like whatever this side of Mississippi," and I was like, "How much is between us and Mississippi from this side?" Do you not remember oh, yeah, saying? You did. Yeah, yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah, literally the exact same phrase. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> What can I say? Me and Joaquin, really, we take up a lot of space in the Overwatch world between here and Mississippi. Mm. It's a lot of people, you know. It covers both oceans. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, so you know, they have this Halloween event, and it's it's a bit it's a bit dog, really, isn't yeah, it? Um, it you know, they've got they've got um, their their event. Which is cool. That's probably the saving grace. They've got like their event, you know, they do the Junkenstein thing every year and every year it's something a little bit different. And the actual like game of it is really quite good and quite fun. It's like mm. really well polished. It's like high production value. It's got like this cool voiceover. It's like a little raid boss with different mechanics on the way through. And there's loads of different different challenges you can do to get like all the voice lines, which I did, by the way. There's like, you know, it's like loads of Easter egg stuff. It's actually like fun stuff. Like in the tavern at the beginning, you have to knock or punch the door because there's like a voice behind it. So you have to knock to disturb the stranger. Loads of silly things like that throughout. Um, and then if you do like 13 of the challenges, you get a little pumpkin weapon, weapon charm, which is, you know, it's nothing. It's peanuts. You know, there's no skins for free, um, which is, is the real big complaint from a lot yeah. of the community. Um, so essentially, other than that, the event is just a themed shop <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> for you to buy stuff. And quite the premium shop, might I add. Um, yes. yes. You're yes. looking at dropping 20 to 30 pounds for new skins. And you're looking to drop probably like 15 for old reuse skins that were in overwatch uh one and it's just kind of a joke man um they really need to sort that out um 
I don't know how they, they thought that was going to land. Um, I don't know why some of these skins are not just, yeah, like play Junkenstein for a certain amount of time or complete it on hard and get like this this skin. Especially if it's like an Overwatch 1 skin. Like, why can't I get that cool Ash skin if I completed Junkenstein um, or whatever it's called on um, on hard mode, you know? Really? You're, you're that stingy, yeah. are you? Um, and yeah. the thing that annoys me the most is the whole fucking Twitch thing. Like, why do I have to watch yeah. six hours of Twitch to get a Werewolf Winston skin? Can I not just play yeah. six hours of Overwatch? Do, do you not want me to play your game? Or would you? Or, or are you just banking on the fact I'm already playing it and I've also got a stream up at 140p in the background of my phone? Like... Yeah. It does. It does. I think that does show how fucked like the entertainment industry is with capitalism. Like it, it's it's the disease. <laughs> like the yeah. fact that the like platforms and advertisers think that just because there's a screen on somewhere in the house, that that is marketing their game. Like it's not measuring engagement. You know, it's just like no. yeah, watch something for four hours, and that means them. You know that people uh, people are more likely to buy that product that they see on the advert. It's like you should not have someone rather have someone engaged for six hours on your actual product, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like actually engaged. Like make the challenge like play twenty games, right? Play and finish yeah. twenty games because yeah. then you've got that player on from start to complete. They're they're not AFK. They're not doing anything. They're, they're playing your game. Like what? I just don't. Surely that's the way you want to do it. Oh. But I mean, I'm well, not like... genius. But yeah, well, it's it's just the way it works with like, you know, advertising companies. Well, you know, like massive corporations paying people to put ads in certain places. And for, we've spoken about this idea before. This idea that like games don't have ads. It's the only form of entertainment that doesn't have ads. Yeah. TV shows, you watch an ad. Unless you're paying like a premium price, which we're not, you know. Um, like, how do you get ads in game? You know, maybe that would subsidize the cost of shops. Um, and then they wouldn't be like, oh, go to Twitch and watch our stream for six hours. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the idea of ads in games sounds ridiculous. Like, that sounds completely yeah. stupid. Depends um, how it's done. But yeah, right. You know, it depends something's got to give on this monetize on these monetization models you know it's got to be somewhere and we spoke about this the other week you know like doubling and tripling up on monetization is fucked like don't do that we're okay with one um yeah. so yeah it's whole yeah. whole thing <laughs> yeah because it's weird because they they clearly they have value in other areas the battle pass is great value like i i, yeah, I yeah, genuinely think it is and that's even without the improvements that they could add like putting a bit of premium currency in there and stuff like that i still think the battle pass is good value um you know it, it's crazy to think that technically that genji skin that we get at the end of the battle pass cost us nine pound when this fucking kiriko skin in the halloween yeah. event is costing us like 26 pounds or something like i i know there's like yeah you have to play the game to get the genji skin as well but like you know, from a from a like a money standpoint, the Genji skin's nine pounds and the fucking Kiriko skin's twenty six. How does that make any sense? Like what? Yeah. Small brain plays, yeah. It is I guess I guess because I think most people are kind of okay with battle passes. I think most most of us are happy that battle passes are like somewhat fair. Like this is okay. This is okay. This is good yeah. value. Okay, I don't get to pick what I want. I don't get to but I get to like kind of earn it. You know, 
and then I guess that's considered like the thing that most people are going to get. And then the shop is like for whales. Um, but the yeah. shop contains so much. And that's why, like for a lot of these games, you get a lot of seasonal criticism. If the battle pass doesn't have a lot of good stuff in it, you're going to, you get a lot of pushback and some people just stop playing games. Like I saw you and one of our friends talking about the new battle pass on Apex and at the weapon at the end of it, you were like, Charged got no interest in that. Yeah. Not, yeah, not, not that I, I, I mean, I don't know if you would have gone back to it right now anyway, but it's, it's another reason for you to be like, yeah, I ain't that's my only form of progression. Yeah. And I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, a big part of it is obviously, yeah, we're just enjoying Overwatch right now. But yeah, no, there's that is definitely a large element of the fact that I won't dip my toes back into Apex is because, yeah, the end of the battle pass, which takes a long time to get to, and it's fun getting through as well. It's just, yeah, like, cringe rifle? Like, seriously? Like, no one uses that gun outside of just being a piece of shit or memeing. So, like, it's just why it's not even in the meta like it's just it's nothing nobody picks it up it's just like uh, yeah i don't get it it's 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 almost and like I think... they thought i think their thought behind it was just like yeah everyone hates the charge rifle but this season people are going to be coming back anyway because we've got a new character and we've got a new map so this is the season to put a shit weapon in the battle pass and then next season when we have less stuff like not a new map and maybe not a new character we'll put like a really popular gun in the battle pass to get people coming back you know maybe that's yeah, their reasoning yeah. behind it i think they were just like we have to do cr- cringe rifle at some point so that, let's do it yeah now that's right while we have a lot of other yeah. content coming um yeah and I, I think it's quite interesting because like i think like some games get more criticism about these battle pass systems than other games do and fortnite is one that for the most part it's held in quite high regard. Like generally, a lot of people are like, "Oh, like Fortnite's monetization is is good." Yeah. Um, for the most part, you know. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it this way, but I think uh, I think it was I've heard it in a few places, but I think it was Jeff Grubb um, over on his podcast, Gamesbeat, had said that in Fortnite, if you get a skin in the battle pass or you buy a skin, you get a lot of value because you can use that every game. Whereas something like Apex, something like Overwatch, you get a skin. It's one of thirty characters. It's one of 20 guns, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. um, so you get less like value per per minute out mm-hmm. of it, essentially. Which I hadn't really thought about. I was like, yes, yeah, it's a, it's a damn good point. Like it's it's a good it's a good rationale for I think a lot of these things to be less expensive, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think you know, and I think that's where that's where there's a bit of a discrepancy between just copy pasting the battle pass approach across different games as a service, uh, because of things like that, like you don't get as much value out of it because I can't use it ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, happy Halloween, though, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> still weekend. excited for Halloween, even though Overwatch has kind of torched it for me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I suppose so. Uh, with that out of the way, um, I had a couple of things I wanted to touch on as well. I completed Plague's Tale Requiem. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen a very ugly, crying <laughs> face from me on there. That was, so <laughs> um, that was a hard, emotional. <laughs> a couple Plague's of hours. Tale. Had a great time. Just you cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, like ugly crying at the end. Um, wow! Like when I spoke about it last week, I said like it was between an eight and eight point five, but I suspect that might climb a bit higher because the story was really good in the first 
I think, yeah, that probably is true. I'm, I'm, I don't know where I'm going to put it, but it's somewhere between an 8.5 and a 9. Sorry, 8 and an 8.5. And now I think it's an, between an 8.5 and a 9. Um, uh, I'm really leaning towards 9 because, wow, the writing in that game, wow, the voice acting, the way it all came together. Mm. Um, just amazing. The ending of that game had my jaw on the floor. I could not believe I could not believe it. I still can't believe it. I'm still shook. I'm, I am shook. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just very, very good. There are, there are some like really clear bits, like problems with the game though. I do think like, um, the, cause most of the game is like stealth combat, you know, you sneak around and they've kind of expanded the combat a little bit in the sense that there's more, it's essentially alchemy. You use a lot of alchemy through the game. So you like combine fire with tar and it explodes or you can, um, throw tar at like lights and it'll make them like blindingly bright so you can sneak by or you can combine um what's some other stuff yeah you have like essentially dust um which like i can't remember what it's called um to like put out fire you know that was in the first game similar stuff like that but you can combine it together so that's expanding a bit hmm. um you have a crossbow um that you can like tip you know your alchemy stuff at the end with and uh, which is all great. And when that's working and when that's flowing, it works really nicely. But as soon as you're spotted in that game, it it it, it really doesn't feel good. <laughs> um, like it really, and I think it accentuates how stupid some of the AI is. It really feels clunky because like if you if they catch you, um, they like smack you to the ground and then they just kind of stand there and you stand back up. Yeah, essentially, you have two hit points. You know, if you get hit twice, you die. Yeah. So they like smack you on the head, and then they just stand there, and then you turn around and run off, and then they start chasing you again. And then if they ah. catch you again, they like you, know, you take an axe to the face and you die. And it's just like every time it happens, I was like, this is yeah, it just looks wrong. weird. Yeah, like it looked better. <laughs> yeah, like... It looked better if they like smacked you down, and then it went into like a almost like a quick time event where they like grab you on the floor and you have to like mash a button to get them off you and stuff like that just to make it look less clunky sort of thing yeah because otherwise it's just like yeah. they're just queuing up waiting for their next line of codes to just activate attack again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really it really is it's really like immersion breaking like some of it um as soon as you're so like the active combat in that game is and because there are times in the game where like hordes of enemies come at you and you've got to be you just got to think on your feet like oh there's a torch there oh there's a flame jar there oh i've got you know i can see some crossbows and that works okay but it, it's more that one once people get within range of you you really can't because you don't have an up you have like knives that you pick up in the game but they're like one-time use get out of jail cards essentially mm -hmm. um and you can count you can like smack someone with your sling but you can't kill anyone like that you just kind of daze them um so there are times where you like yeah You'll get spotted. Someone will come over to you. They'll knock you to the floor. You run in a circle, just like trying to whip rocks at them. And it's like, ah, this just doesn't feel good. And that's probably the biggest criticism I can I can give the game is that the when you're spotted, the combat gets really messy. But the actual stealth part of it works really nicely. Um, I also did have a bit of a problem with overlapping dialogue. Not much, but just a little bit. But God, I hate that shit. I hate that shit so much. Yeah. Because <laughs> it yeah. punishes you for being like curious. Do you know what I mean? Like you, there's dialogue playing and you're like, oh, what's over here? And you go down the path and then the, the previous dialogue cuts off and a new one plays. Mm -hmm. Or they just play at the same time. That happened twice um, to me. Uh, and I like, but it's, you know, it's small stuff. But overall, yeah, uh, wow, amazing. The, the pacing of that game is just absolutely perfect. It was like 20 hours. Didn't waste a single moment of my time um and music was amazing yeah i really loved that um and i said on twitter as well that i think amicia the main um protagonist really is probably my favorite female protagonist ever um, 
you know yeah like i mean i've i've i mean like i'm trying to think of like who i'd put up there i mean like i, I like kind of liked Aloy, but i think she's a bit boring yeah i do like lara croft uh for sure but she just didn't have that extra depth that i, I think amicia does mm-hmm. um so yeah really good somewhere between 8.5 and 9 yeah really good so so recommend it i said to, i said to tim i messaged him after i completed it. i said I, I almost feel a bit guilty playing it day one on game pass because it was just such a such a good like experience with so much value yeah <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah just amazing nice man um and then i played gunfire reborn yeah like i said i played about probably about three hours um I meant to check actually, like who made it. Is it a, is it a Japanese game? Do you know, I think it is because there's. I always I, don't know. It seems, I, it there is seems like it. a Devolver game to me, but it's not. But it just seems like one. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Oh um, no, now because uh, yeah, developer Doi Network, Doi Network. It's D U O Y I. What did okay? D-U-O-Y-I. What does it say on the wiki? <laughs> do ye? <laughs> what do you mean? What does it say on the wiki? But Chinese studio do ye games? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Chinese. Okay. I mean, yeah, you can um, tell by the name they're Chinese. Yeah, yeah, because there's um, there was like a couple of bits in the game. It was really not important, but there were bits where there was like a, a string of Chinese dialogue, which I don't think was meant to be Chinese. <laughs> and oh, I was okay. like, is this like intentional? Is it like intentionally masking the like to not show me, or is it just like it's just a bug? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a bug. Um. Uh, but wow, this uh, this game really impressed me. Um, Got to be honest, um, I was really confused at first. It doesn't hold your hand very much, um, but once and unlike some of the, th- I think so some of the naming conventions are a bit weird. Like uh, I, I can't like they could so you know you know typically in because it's a roguelite. Remember, in a single, it's just a clarify to the audience. It's it's like a it's a roguelite um with up to four player co-op you know you play it just you play as little furries <laughs> you run it around uh yeah it's it's pretty cool um but like you know in ro- uh, in roguelikes typically you have like a pool of skills that you can get in each run there's like let's say there's like 50 skills but in a single run you'll only get like 20 do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and then your next run you might get a different 20 you know something <laughs> They call those ascensions in okay. in this. I was like, ascensions? And never, the game never really explained. Oh, ascensions? Ascension to me, in my head, is a thing you get after you've completed the game and you're Correct. climbing you know, Ascension 1, Ascension 2, like Slay the Spire sort of thing. Or I think Hades had a similar thing, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like additional, yeah. Like, on top of yeah, base. Yeah, yeah. So, but but once it starts clicking, it always. Or if you've played roguelites before, it will start to make sense. If you haven't, then it, you might need to just have a quick Google. Um, but it was this game was running at two hundred and four frames per second. Whoa, let's go. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never played a my TV only runs at sixty. Well, uh, you won't be able to tell. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, be, that. I'll be able to experience it at one twenty though, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah you will. Um, it was very smooth. I mean, it, it's very, you know, simplicity over detail, like very, it leans into its style like, really heavily, yeah. but it's, it's really smooth. Like the aiming feels great. Um, there's like seven different characters, you know, you start with one and you unlock, I, I just unlocked the second as I, as I logged off, um, you know, you've got your uh, tree of skills that you go into that are for, for all the characters. And then there's a specific hero tree who have different abilities. Um, there's loads of weapons that you unlock f- 
like constantly unlocking like new weapons and scrolls that are like injected into the loop for each new run if you know what i mean mm. um yeah this um this it feels really good i so you know i'd, I'd recommend it um i don't want to linger on this too long but it's on game pass now i think it was on because it's fun we were looking forward to this at the beginning of the month but obviously we got so wrapped yeah. up in overwatch that we forgot <laughs> it's coming out yeah. yeah 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 i'm excited um yeah um i think it's probably worth touching on because i can see wackings put it in the chat the, the modern warfare 2 came out i, I don't think we, did we speak about this last week i think we did it's worth just having a couple of words i think i think we spoke uh wait we mean like on the podcast like yeah on the podcast yeah uh i don't think we spoke about it too much i mean obviously it wasn't out at this point so and we can we can lead it into uh, the whole. I mean, it was early access. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah, we, we we can talk about it, and we can lead it into the whole you know fiasco that's going on there as well, in, in the actual story we have. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, I can see that uh, Joaquin said that the campaign is is really good. I've seen quite a few people saying the campaign is good. We all know it looks like graphically very very nice. Um, mm. I'm hearing pretty good things in general. I'm hearing like mixed things about the multiplayer so far. In terms of yeah. the progression, hit detection, balancing, you know, they're really going for that oh, the traditional modern, modern Warfare 2 experience, yeah. I remember Modern Warfare 2 being really balanced back in the day. That's, that's weird. It's not like every gun was a laser and killed you in two bullets. I remember it being a completely different experience. No? No, it was perfectly balanced, man. <laughs> I've immediately <clears throat> come in with hate on this game. <laughs> uh, but yeah I'm, I, I, I don't have much else to add it's just more that I've seen um, a lot of people playing it having a good time you know it's obviously going to be the biggest game in the world right now so you know it, it feels stupid to admit it entirely um, it looks great graphically um, yes they did a great job with that engine upgrade in, in 2019 for the first Modern Warfare um, and there was that funny clip going around as well that was about um you're in like a caravan village or something like that, and it said hold LT to de-escalate. You know, it's like aimed at, it's like aim aim at people to de-escalate, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> the most military thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, de-escalate the situation by pointing a gun at someone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Classic Americans. Um, that really makes me feel de-escalated. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so de-escalated that I would hand over all my possessions and beg him for my life. <laughs> I would pray to a god that I don't believe in. Like I'm so de-escalated right now. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, no, it's uh yeah, cool. yeah, I've I've heard pretty good things again. Um I feel like um the last couple campaigns um for Call of Duty have hit the nail pretty well. Um and uh and people tend to enjoy them i mean e even the games that are like you know not received very well like um like ghosts and advanced warfare and stuff like that you know people still kind of praise the campaigns for those games and actually said they were pretty good um and i think you know this has been the case for the modern warfare remaster and the modern mm. warfare 2 remaster as well um yeah uh, so yeah no that's, that's that's pretty cool wasn't modern warfare 2 the one that had the really uh dodgy airport level where you just gun down like thousands of civilians in an airport that's right is that no russian how have they how have they i doubt it <laughs> how have they tackled that in this game 
I just don't think it will be in. Yeah, because they, I, I remember they had to patch it, didn't they? Where you like couldn't kill the civilians or something like later on. They I don't remember up, actually. They ended up patching yeah. the, the the level in the original because, uh, yeah. yeah, everyone just thought it was kind of not okay to just enjoy gunning down hundreds of civilians in an airport, and it would promote violence. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think they ended up patching it even in the original to just be like you couldn't kill the civilians or something. Um, yeah, I don't remember, but obviously, yeah, that was a big deal it. at the time. It's arguably what the game is known known for the most. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that whole uh, controversy. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I haven't heard too much about uh, Warzone or anything like that because obviously it's shit with a new Warzone. Um, so I haven't heard too much about that. Is that what you meant by multiplayer when you said the multiplayer is being received quite well, or did you mean the multiplayer? Like oh, I just meant the. Now. Yeah, I just meant the um the online multiplayer. The multiplayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. the okay. death match. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah, we can say in the chat that no Russian is coming back. <laughs> oh no. Does that mean? Oh no! Oh. Uh, well, supposedly DLC is on the docket for this game, like campaign DLC. I assume that's what oh, he's talking okay. about. Right. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Modern Warfare Two had a great campaign, and uh, it looks great. So you know, kudos. Cool. Yeah. Good. Kudos. Good. Good for you, COD fans. Um, I so yeah. So this leads into our next story, really, which is um, and as we all know. Call of Duty is nice and snug with um with PlayStation and Activision right now for the marketing deals, you know, and that seems to be uh, if if some of the comments are surrounding the ABK deal are to be believed, that's going to be ongoing till like 2026 or 2027 sort of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big controversies here, which <laughs> your boy got quoted in a uh, in a news article for, essentially sports oh, hit me up. Oh, let's go. Didn't know they hit me up That's and uh, quoted me. Oh. No, you. No, yeah, hit us up. It was you. Because uh, what what has essentially happened is that there are exclusive benefits for PlayStation players. No surprise, right? But yeah, big deal. Whatever. Um, Battle Pass bundle bonus. Yeah, okay, no problem. Combat packs. You know, free in-game bundles each season. You know, with cosmetics. You know, fine, whatever. Okay. Extra loadouts. Okay, bullshit. But we've been here before. Double XP points, events every week, PlayStation party bonus. When you're grouping up with friends, you get plus 25% more XP than everyone else does. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) They've gone too far. (laughs) And so what the tweet that I'm talking about, my tweet, um, I, I essentially said that this is kind of like this feels a bit pay to winny, but like I call it a platform to win, right? You know, because it surely if you're having quicker access to more operators and weapons and perks, that gives you a competitive edge, mm-hmm. and you get that competitive edge by playing on PlayStation. Um, that deeply concerns me. I, I feel like there is a line, and maybe we're approaching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, speed. I think that's pretty. Um... Yeah, that's I, I. I think that's about as as pay to win as you can get without literally just being like PlayStation players just have all the guns when they log on. You know, like it's 
it's essentially like you said they just fast track a specific um a specific platform over another one um and i don't think yeah i think i think that's that that's pretty shit um i I also don't know how like prestiging works in call of duties anymore but i know that in previous call of duties if you were to like prestige you could like permanently carry through a gun and stuff like that so you can use it like earlier levels and stuff like that so if these people are prestiging earlier they can you know choose to keep these things for their later levels and all that sort of stuff and um yeah i feel like that well that's just a bit of an unnatural advantage over other platforms yeah yeah, and of course, this hasn't been, to, to my knowledge, this hasn't been a problem, or at least as much of a problem in previous cards, because um, this is a combination of these XP bonus perks, but also crossplay. I know some previous cards have been crossplay, um, but now that we've dragged Sony over that line, you know, kicking and screaming, um, you know, these things together, I think that's genuinely problematic. I think that's genuinely problematic giving a one platform additional xp you know in the same way that i remember a lot of the destiny community kicked up a fuss when bungie started selling xp boosts yeah same reason like okay you're not technically buying a power difference but you you are buying the you know the ability to level up quicker and get access to more stuff quicker and so it's kind of like pseudo pay to win um i think that i just think it's about uncomfortable yeah Oh, mate, I tell you what, next Call of Duty, uh, PlayStation going to have an exclusive discount in the store for skins. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I shit you not. Like, we're heading in, in, in that direction. Like, like. Yeah, why not? Why stop there? Yeah. PlayStation get 10% PlayStation... off all store purchases. Yeah. They get a, a free nuke with every, every, <laughs> every purchase in the store. Yeah. Man, game nuke. over. Disclaimer. Not real nuke. Yeah, not real nuke. Yeah, not real nuke. Yeah. Don't, don't sue me. Um, well, having said that, Elon's now the um, wizard of Twitter. So, you know, everyone can say anything again. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I, I don't Yeah. Um, you know, that's a really beneficial change to the human race. Uh, the N-word usage went up by 500% as soon as it happened. <laughs> Uncensorship! God. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> we need it. We clearly need it. Brilliant! That's God. awesome. I've been really wanting to <laughs> cut loose recently, so it's fantastic. <laughs> I've been saving up yeah. so many N words to drop. Like, it's just it's ridiculous. I don't even know where to start with that, but you know, whatever. That's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Um. All right. The next thing I wanted to touch on while we're talking a censorship, Tim, mm. Callisto Protocol has been Ooh. banned in Japan. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. Which yeah. I kind of respect so the team. Doing, in all honesty. As in I what, what do you I mean? respect the devs for 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 not for just being like we don't want to change our game from the vision that we We're not going to compromise it. Yeah. For yeah. you know, this is the vision we wanted our game to be. It's fucking disgusting. Uh we're not going to change it for your Deal with it. <laughs> uh, so we'll just we'll miss out on sales as a result of it. You know, they weren't willing to gut or like new to their game to just get it in a in another country which you know i feel i i feel like a little bit of respect needs to be given there they're clearly quite passionate about what they built and they don't want to change it so yeah well yeah i i mean i'm sure they would have liked to you know but it might just be the case that they've given them like an unrealistic amount of feedback you know like 
you need to get rid of all beheadings or like limb amputations in this game. Just like everything's a beheading or a yeah. limb amputation. Yeah. So it's just not possible or feasible to do that. Maybe, yeah. So yeah, but you know, loads of things get banned in Japan. So I, I mean, I can't say I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, and this game does look uh, pretty, pretty disgusting. Um, pretty great as well. I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, it does look very good. Being a being a yeah, Dead yeah, Space yeah. one fan, so quite excited for this. This is this year, isn't it? Still, it's not 2023. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's December. It's a nice, year, cri- yeah, yeah. a nice Christmas game to sit down and play with the family. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A nice family game. Unless kiddo can unwrap man. that. My kiddo, my one month old kid. Can I? Oh, you got Callisto <laughs> Pro Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Pretty good. Uh, okay, next, uh, well, last honorable mention, really, it's a nice one to lead into the main stories for the week. Um, is that Somerville got a surprise out of fucking nowhere release date, and and you wouldn't believe it, it's for next month, <laughs> it's for November 15th. Um, oh, Somerville's been, I would say, quite highly anticipated from a lot of Xbox fans at the very least, a, a lot of indie fans. Um, as we know, it's one of the um splinter studios that came away from the team behind limbo and inside uh play dead it's play dead i think it's play dead uh and it's got this cool kind of vibe to it it's like a family in a like like an indie narrative game in like it looks like an alien invasion we don't know much about it it's quite mysterious um but Inside was fucking fantastic. Like inside was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm expecting big things from some of them. I'm expecting high eighties at, at the very least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it looks cool, man. I have to admit, I did. I did have to Google this to remember what it was. Um, but then after watching like a couple of trailers on it and stuff like that, I did get flashbacks to when I first saw this. And yeah, it looks very cool. It looks very. Um, very artistic and very nice, uh, and and I think Inside was was like that as well, quite quite unique in its in its art style and stuff like that. Um, and Limbo, yeah, and Limbo, yeah, yeah. Um, Limbo was that horrible one with the spider. I, oh, I hated that thing. Yeah, it's like, it's like monochromatic, yeah. it's like black and white. And you yeah, you can see the legs all the time. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they're they're, they're quite a, an, an artistic uh, developer. So yeah, I'm kind of excited to see yeah. what. What this will bring, uh, and I have played their previous games, so I think I'll probably give this one mm-hmm. a go as well. So yeah, yeah. Is this yeah, dropping into? Uh, so... is, this, is this like a Games Pass thing, or would this just be like a fifteen pound sort of indie game? Like, I'm, I'm yes, really it's Game sure. Pass. It is Game Pass. It's Game Pass. Yeah, I'm almost certain it's Game Pass. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those ones that got announced like years ago. Yeah, five years uh, and I then think. we haven't really heard any any heard anything about it since because um, i literally just googled it and so. it's five years i think it's just like five years later we get surprise thing from somerville um yeah yeah i'm just double checking the whole games pass thing somerville gets yeah games pass yeah it's games pass yeah yeah cool so yeah, and this is this is great because actually, you know, I, I, there's no God of War, there's no God of War competition coming to Xbox um, in in the back half of 22. But you know, we've already said there's been, it, in terms of the exclusive lineup, that's been you know whatever pretty bad. But the Game Pass lineup, 
has been pretty good. You know, we've had Plague Tale, we've had Gunfire Reborn, um, As Dusk Falls was a couple of months back. Pentiment on the way. There was something else. Pentiment's on the way. We've got Somerville, we've got um, uh, Scorn just came out as well. Um, what's the bloody High on Life December? That's oh, yeah. happening. Um, yeah. Would have been Dark Tide. Uh, the previews that have been looking good. Not. Yeah, Dark Tide will be for Game Pass PC, um, but probably yeah. slipping into early 23 for console. Um, and then, yeah. So actually, you know, the back half of this year is it's looking okay. If you're, if you're already a subscriber to Game Pass, I think it's giving you some pretty good value for now. Um, although, yeah, you know, I can't blame anybody for looking across the aisle and seeing God of War and thinking, where's mine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Where's my one? Yeah, it's still lacking from a... Um from like a a triple a like um, just triple a yeah. yeah but it's still providing some pretty nice value um over the year it's definitely not dry i i wouldn't go as far as saying it's dry so yeah 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 right cool okay well that's all our honorable mentions so we're going into our our main stories for the week and i'm trying to figure out where to where to start you know we'll just go from the top we'll just go from the top there has been a series of videos uh, for the last I like two or three weeks um, surrounding Fallout's 25th anniversary. Uh, we spoke about this a bit in previous weeks, and but they're still they're still uploading videos every couple of days, just short clips about like different parts of the franchise, like the history of that, or um, you know like where it's going to be or the settings, stuff like that. And in one of the recent articles, they said Fallout 4 is going next gen. Yeah, 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 prepare hey. for the future. A next-gen update is coming to Fallout 4, coming in 2023. This free update will be available for Xbox Series X and S. And an, an, another console. <laughs> another console. PlayStation 5, Switch. of course. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the reason I'm acting like a fucking lunatic is because, of course, the CMA believes that Xbox are employing some sort of satanic exclusive strategy where they make everything exclusive that they own ever when that just isn't true. Here's another next gen update for free versus PlayStation's model of that'll be 10 more quid, please. Also, if you want to buy this next gen game, that'll be 70 quid, please. <laughs> Double oh, yeah. up on the payment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous that um that PlayStation charge for their for their like 4K upgrades. It is games. Like I think it's it's insane. Um, I I actually don't think I could like think being in a world where like an old game gets updated that I want to play again and I have to pay money for that. If PlayStation was my only platform, I'd be seriously bummed out. Like that that sucks. Yeah. Like how is that a thing? Like how is that allowed? Um, especially when their main competitor is just doing it for free and doing it much more as well like i i like i feel yeah. like we've upgraded more games um for free as well um it, yeah man it's it's kind of toxic um but maybe maybe um if this deal wasn't happening right now maybe this whole upgrade thing would have been exclusive to xbox but they're just doing it in like a in, in goodwill just to be like let's 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 give it to them you know while this whole deal was going on but like if it wasn't, maybe the 4K next-gen upgrade would have been for Xbox platform only. 
Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm in two minds about it. Like, for sure, this is a good time to strike while the iron's hot and be like, oh, look at us, benevolent Microsoft, you know. Yeah, Yeah, offering updates for even our competitors. Look how nice. Yeah, but at the same time, like, Xbox doesn't have a history of making, doing Mm. these updates and excluding other platforms. The only thing that's kind of comparable is the frame rate boost stuff, but that's because that's their own technology. And obviously PlayStation doesn't have that technology. Yeah. Um, and even then it's been really sparsely used. I wish they would, I wish they would do another batch of that because I, I love that. Um, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I guess a lot, a lot of companies have just decided remakes and like, it's the season of remakes and reboots and <laughs> we're going to make more money yeah, off a ch- money cheap, off easy, cheap easy you know remake yeah i dishonored two when for fuck's sake yeah. <laughs> like i get they still haven't i would love to go and play that game again but like they Probably still haven't done the frame rate boost for it i bloody hope so um yeah okay so that's cool good stuff fallout needs some love i'm glad there's something gameplay coming um and i've been thinking it'd be really cool if they cap all of this 25th because this 25th anniversary stuff is still going yeah, if they finally got to the end of this and they and they made an announcement, that would be rad uh, mm-hmm. for something new. But it's wishful thinking. So for now, this might yeah. just is have there, to do. Is there like an end date in mind when these announcements are going to stop um, for anniversary? I or have no idea. No, no, there's not. Um, yeah, it's no. cool, man. Um, I might go back and play Fallout Four. I like Fallout Four. I was one of those people that actually didn't mind it. I thought all the settlement stuff was really annoying. It was good. And they try to cram it down your throat. Yeah. Uh, but apart from yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I genuinely quite enjoyed it. Um, you probably you you could have held on now in hindsight and actually played it um, at better better quality. But that was oh, a long time. That ago. was one of the few games that did. Yeah, that that was one of the few games that did get frame rate boost. Um, yeah, but it's not for so I wasn't textures, I wasn't mad. Yeah, yeah, and I did say because I think it's actually like when we started the podcast is when I was playing it. It was around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think I said, like, it does look a bit dated and it's only a 2016 game. Like, I don't know. Like, that's, I know that's six years old, but it's, it's not. It's not really know. old. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it does still look a bit dated. Um, but it, it played well. So, yeah, I enjoyed my time with Fallout 4. It was good. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on to the next bit. So, really, we've got off, we've got off lucky. This is the only real bit of news that if we really wanted to, we could stretch to the ABK deal. That's it, Tim. We can oh, take a breath, God. a breather. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's fucking fantastic. We don't have to bash our heads in with a hammer <laughs> at the end of the podcast. That's true. There's only <laughs> enough. There's do only you not so do much that? blonde trauma I can take. Yeah. Um, and so the relevance here, right, is from a um, an, an organization called the ITIF, the Information Technology and Innovation Foundation. And I'm going to read you exactly what it says on their website of what that means and what they are. Founded in 2006, ITIF is an independent, non-profit, non-partisan research and educational institute, a think tank. Its supporters include corporations, charitable foundations, and individual contributors, and it has earned a 2022 Platinum Seal of Transparency with Candid. I wish I had a Platinum Seal of Transparency with Candid. I mean, doesn't everyone? I feel like that's you... kind of just going. <laughs> <laughs> How did I... What does it mean? Does with, it? With I probably should have looked, but who's I didn't. candid? Yeah, with candid. 
Yeah, he's candid. <laughs> Can I have candid as well? This is awesome. Um, okay, so the point being that ITIF essentially overlook a lot of like regulatory deals across the world, and they you know give their input. They've got panels of experts on this stuff um, to give like kind of opinion piece, uh, pieces and. Um, kind of consult as well uh-huh. and they did a whole article on the cma uh yeah on the on the abk deal um but i've just taken the the summary line essentially at the end but it, it encapsulates the the spirit of the article pretty well so to quote the cma has erred in its analysis of microsoft's incentives to foreclose sony post-merger microsoft's past acquisition conduct demonstrates that call of duty is likely to remain available on play PlayStation and other the CMA can and should change course during its phase two investigation and clear this competitively benign acquisition. They've essentially well, said, word, "What are you up to?" What the benign is a great word. <laughs> it's, I feel like I'm going to use that more in my just daily vocab. Yeah, yeah. just useless. Yeah. Every time someone doesn't perform in my Overwatch game, I'm just yeah. be like, "You're a fucking benign God, hand, yeah. That would <laughs> you're a benign yeah. Genji." That widow is so benign, <laughs> dude. That's unreal. It seems so smart to our friends. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good word. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the you know they, the the ITIF has essentially said CMA stop pissing about. Yeah. This is fine. This is yeah. fine. There's no real competitive concerns here and like i said this is just the end of the article throughout the whole article this is the thing this is like the tone they've been like the cma have said this in phase one and then they said this but history shows this and that and this and that and this is why these concerns aren't 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 bothersome yeah so i would be surprised if we don't see this come back up in phase two like from my tiff like we don't see microsoft try and um use this to their advantage but um it's interesting to see other organizations also be like for the same reasons that we have said on the podcast yeah, right yeah. <laughs> it's know, nice like... that seeing these patterns yeah that microsoft have, have had in the past of being quite you know quite quite generous with how they do this sort of stuff they're not so cutthroat um you know you could literally just look at minecraft as a perfect example of this um and yeah and just use that as 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 a trend of past behavior and 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 not to mention just what microsoft have just outright got and stated about what their plans would be with call of duty as well you know they've put that to paper you know so yeah And, and like this is because so, one of the stories a bit late is a bit later about a long interview that Phil did around not just the deal but everything and obviously the deal was mentioned and you know as as is on the title of the video and the, and the podcast um, he says to quote our intent is to treat Call of Duty like Minecraft and that should not be a surprise to anybody no like it, that's so obvious and like that's why I think uh, a lot of people maybe have knee-jerked a bit too hard to the op- to the criticism that the CMA is trying to put through. But like we have said, like 
even when I funneled through all of the documents and stuff, you know, like the CMA paid hardly any attention to Minecraft. They even listed, I said this to you, they unlisted, they listed unannounced games. They're like Project Midnight by Compulsion. That's going to be exclusive. <laughs> it's not real. The game is fake. That is not even a real game. It's a code name. Yeah. You can't use that. And then Minecraft is a little footnote at the bottom, like, oh, Minecraft, which has been kept multi-platform. Yeah. Like, Minecraft, one of the biggest IPs on the fucking planet that they've kept multiple, and then made subsequent, like, you know, follow ups with Dungeons and now Legends that are also going to be multiple. Like, it's more yeah. than just a footnote. Like, that's a big deal. Mm. So, yeah, so clearly it's not going unnoticed by just amateur podcasters like us, but also actual think tanks are noticing it. Yeah. Yeah. And and we did we um, did predict that this sort of stuff would start to come up in the phase two, didn't we? You know, like deep, deep, deep yeah. dives and stuff like that. Uh, it's almost like phase That's one right. it's just like people just jabbing like knives into each other like trying to just, see <laughs> just like provoking like poking the, the bear and yeah. then phase like go on hit me yeah exactly yeah and then, <laughs> and then phase two will be a bit more um analytical at least you'd hope um so i'm glad it's heading in that in that direction um so yeah mostly but like, as i say mostly because we all just want this to be over and done yes we do fucking hell just give me Blizzard. Keep Activision. Yeah, that's right. And then maybe they can lower their prices on their fucking Overwatch store. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just plugging in my laptop. <laughs> I just realised it's not plugged in. That's fine. Yeah, it just it just cuts out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I, I was unplugging. There's like four plugs in the back. I'm like, oh god, I hope this isn't something important. Oh god. Right. No, I can still hear you and see you, so you're fine. That's great. Okay, oh, cool. Good. Ooh, alrighty. I saw you had a drink today. Is that is that tea or is that a coffee? It's a tea. You really don't you like really the don't. fact that I don't have a coffee before the podcast, do you? <laughs> no, I just I don't I don't not like it. I just every week I'm surprised that you, you bring have. It up. <laughs> So I don't know. So I know it's a bit what can of a trend I say? You're, a str- you're just a stronger man than I am, I guess. You know, you, you just. I don't or know I just exert far less energy than you. Like my day is so far consisted of waking up, watching a bit of TV, and then doing this. Well, you've woke up. You got like a nine-month pregnant wife. You've had like a house viewing, like all this sort of stuff. So, like, I think your yeah, days are just I'm a bit so... more in need of caffeine injection than mine. I was in the hospital for like two hours, like last night as well, because oh, exactly. <laughs> he wasn't ki- he wasn't kicking as much, and but he, everything's fine with baby. But oh, thank God. Um, fucking stress, mate. Yeah, exactly. So I think you just need you just need the caffeine, bro. Uh, your, your life's just more stressful than mine. You know, that's what it is. It's healthy stress. Yeah. That's what I say to myself when I'm curled up in the bath with my head in my hands. Yeah, <laughs> with your hair falling out in your hands. <laughs> my hair falling out. You it's healthy stress. It's all healthy stuff. Another coffee, please. <laughs> all right. Just in a bathtub of coffee. It's not water. <laughs> <laughs> like on a straw. <laughs> um. Okay. Speaking. No, I can. I can't, I can't tie it in. Uh, Age of Empires happened, right? 
Yeah. Um, Age of Empires happened. I've been moaning about this for a year now, at least. Um, mm. And it's coming to console. Uh, we've got Age of Empires Definitive Edition 2 coming in January. Uh, January 31st, 2023, I think they said. And then we've got Age of Empires 4, which is the newest installment coming some point in 23. We don't have a, a date yet. Nice. Um, real shame they couldn't make make this year would have really helped hmm. but it's what it is it's nice to have um, confirmation regardless that it's that it's coming um i mean we all predicted and could definitely see it it, it was gonna happen but it's just nice that it's on paper um and yeah um yeah they, they literally just said 2023 didn't they they'd even say like early or they didn't even give like a, a season or anything uh you'd like to hope it's for... early 23 for four, for Age of Empires four. Yeah, for Age four, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you'd like um, to hope it's yeah, you'd, you'd like twenty three, but yeah. And I, I think one of the more important takeaways here is that now we have a trend because before we had, uh, flight sim, and we had Gears Tactics as like yeah. the first Xbox games to release on PC, and then later they came to to console and i've always said i think there needs to be more parity with like how they're going to do that and i'm going to continue saying that but it's it's now that we have age coming as well we have three that's that's three i can count you might be surprised to know i can count and that means to to me that means that every game that does come to pc is going to make its way to console eventually because i think a lot of us wanted to believe that age eventually would come to console but a lot of people were also like it's too hard unless they support mouse and keyboard, in which case how many people really have a setup in their lounge to support a mouse and keyboard, do you know what I mean? So there was yeah. a wiggle room, there was doubt, but now it's like if they can make age work, they can make anything work, which I think is comforting. Anything that comes to PC first now is definitely mm. going to come to console at some point in the yeah. future. Yeah, which is nice, yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe at some point there won't even need to be a, a Games Pass PC and a Games Pass console. Maybe it could just be Games <laughs> yeah. Pass. That's the future we're all hoping for. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. It is good news. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second part of the story is that um, Age of Mythology got announced age of mythology retold and that's been a really popular one it's i think this is the these are the ones that i like to remember i think playing when i was younger where you like advanced through civilizations um yeah cool. more and more technologically advanced what was it called sorry? um I didn't... age of mythology rather oh, than age of empires okay. yeah don't, don't um and so essentially they're bringing the definitive edition treatment to age of mythology and calling it age of mythology retold um and they say on their website the game will feature beautiful graphics updated gameplay and more stay tuned so no release date nothing yet i am maybe 23 still maybe it's a 24 job um but that's great it's um age these age games have a good opportunity to cement themselves as like a pillar of xbox ip now that they've actually rebooted it and got it going again yeah definitely. it's obviously niche but it's like, where's the competition for age? Yeah, there's there's not much strategy um, out there. At least hardcore strategy. You have your pseudo ones like XCOM and stuff like that, which kind of combine the action with strategy and stuff. But nothing like top down, actual just pure strategy. Um, 
games so yeah 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 i think starcraft is one of the few right i can see yeah that's, yeah and i guess you could like chat. argue halo wars maybe if they do a halo wars 3 you can kind of argue that's like full-on strategy age <laughs> sort of style um it, yeah, it's a bit more yeah, simplistic yeah. but it's definitely there and i think they'll probably do a halo wars yeah. 3 one and two did very well i think yeah like, like, they, well they sold yeah. really well and it's a great games pass game and think about all of those franchise we just we've just mentioned all xbox assuming yeah. the acquisition goes through starcraft is blizzard all xbox yeah so um and i think i think they're acutely aware that and this is like with cloud they've been with with doing the touch controls i think they've they've become or maybe they've always been aware but they you know it definitely seems to me that they've become aware that um there are types of games that work really well for cloud and i think these they know that strategy games are one of them so having a strong strategy game uh like content base is great for them to just pump onto all of their services you know yeah. easy peasy age yeah like age is great like uh, with touch like uh, i imagine that that's what they're going to do wacky said the same thing in the chat as well um asian mythology starcraft i imagine they want to do you know yeah. halo wars would work great as well i don't actually know if that's already on there but yeah could be yeah i'm not actually too sure but yeah yeah those sort of things do you know, you could argue that sort of stuff would work better with touch than actually using a controller. <laughs> um, just like, yeah, right, yeah. And exactly. Select and like go and all, it kind of just works better than, than doing it. Shake your it. phone. Yeah, exactly. Smack it on the desk. Yeah. I mean, all <laughs> Dunk it in the bath. I do those things with <laughs> yeah. my phone normally. Like, I can yeah, do that while right. playing a game. It's fantastic. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I like taking risks. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, yeah. So, I, I, and you know what? Like, just a really random um, thought. Oh, God. No, it's it's not It's not like fish skin. It's not like bagels. Don't worry. But it is Diablo 4. I forgot that game's coming out. Yeah. Every now and again, I remember that the game's coming out. I'm like, holy shit, that game looked absolutely phenomenal. Oh, it looked that game's going to... Game that game is going to dominate... I would say it's dominant next year, but next year is the busiest year that ever will happen. I still think it. Past, present, future. Yeah, it's true. I still think it will be one of the most dominant games of the year, though. Like, that shit looks so good, dude. That's going to suck the life out of me until I'm a withered corpse. (laughs) It looks so good. Yeah, you're going to be like an empty fruit packet when I'm done with it. Like... I love it. I love you just stick to the bit. I'm doing like a horrific face. You just do another sucking noise. It's true. Um, I love a fruit. Yeah. And like, my worry is like, I'm going to be, the games that come out next year, my backlog is going to become a decade long. Yeah, but I really don't think that you're like, I think it's, 
these days, it's a bit of a wah wah, you know. I don't think children really need a father figure growing up, so I think you can just yeah. play games all the time. I think it's just a bunch I, of do you know boomers, what? Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need feeding. Yeah. Talk to your mum. You know, I can't help you with that. I can't help you unless you want a fillet steak <laughs> with creme fraiche peppercorn sauce. But no, you just want milk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I can only help with gourmet food. <laughs> you want chicken chorizo pasta <laughs> with a bit of fresh and pepper? What's that? You want some balsamic vinegar and rocket on the side? I'm your guy. You want breast milk? Sorry. Not your guy. Not your guy. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you could jazz up the breast milk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm like whipping it with yeah. the whisk. You're like seasoning it yeah, and everything. <laughs> like froth it up in, the, in your coffee machine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, steaming it. Yeah. Uh, breast milk latte art. Okay, that's enough. Next one. <laughs> so how far can I take this bit? Okay, Redfall trailer. Redfall trailer. We've got a Redfall trailer. Uh, again, out of nowhere. Um, Watch trailer, Tim? Thoughts? I it's called Into the Night. Oh. I thought you were going somewhere with that. It was really weird. You, were like, you watched the trailer? Thoughts? It's called Into the Night. And I thought you were going to carry on. Yeah. Okay. No, no um, it's called Into the Night. Redfall Into the Night. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really cool, man. Um, yeah, I was, I was really, I was really digging with the vibe, um, of this game. Again, they're kind of, their trailers, they really try and, uh, sort of convey a spookiness to their game, which I quite like, because I think it started off looking kind of goofy, didn't it? Uh, Redfall. And yeah. the last couple trailers have had a bit more of like a serious note to them. Um, yeah. More, more, more so than how they first started. Um, Again, I don't know if it's Arcane just not knowing how they want to present their game because as great as developers they are, fuck me, they can't market for shit. Um, so it could just be a mistake on their end. Um, but yeah, man, it looked cool. You got you got to see like loads of um, loads of cool gameplay. It was all in engine, which was nice. Um, it wasn't bullshit CGI. Um, yeah. And you got to see loads of like enemy types and like how you would like like what areas would look like and how you'd approach them and stuff like that. Like I saw like some of the segments were like some of the enemies were like um, vision based enemies, you know, like you had to like get, stay out of like their line of sight. So you can maybe like take like a sneak route to get yeah. into like the nest That's what it looked and like. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah. it was quite cool. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it, man. I really like the, mm. the, the look and I'm wondering... still no loot, loot stuff. We didn't see much in terms of loot. Um, they're keeping that very close no. to their chest. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, the only bit we saw was in the the showcase trailer, wasn't it? Um, there was like yeah. a little bit of menu stuff. Um, does it, uh, do we have the scene? Like, can we use OBS yet? Just uh, we, we don't have to do it right now. I'm just like, do, uh, could we play a video if we wanted to? Or is are the sizes let me, still? Let me, let me have a look. Wrong. Let me have a look. Uh, okay. I mean, you look a bit, you look a bit goofy there. But let me see if I can just play around with it a little bit. Just talk. I, I mean, this I looks weird. Look yeah. But, um, let's just let's just see what happens. Where's my face cam? All right. I guess okay. Well, while you're, while you're having a fiddle, then um, yeah, no, I think you're right. Like we definitely um, 
one of the things I think I think the original reveal trailer for Redfall was a bit mixed um because it was it leaned a lot into kind of levity and com- comedic relief um which which is fine but I, it's just something that I think gamers are kind of a bit fatigued with um doesn't phase me that much and I think I guess seeing a lot of arcane's previous stuff that isn't death loop you know a lot of they do a lot of like kind of dark um sinister games you know with those dark atmospheric games um definitely like i said death definitely is an exception because that's quite it doesn't take itself too seriously um but yeah like tim said every subsequent trailer they've shown so far has been more and more sinister with like just like a sprinkle of levity rather than the other way around um and this is probably i reckon this is their best trailer yeah like that that shot at the beginning uh, if you haven't seen it um by all means do uh where he's like got his light that's like flashing on and off and the vampire like floats out the doorway it looked great like the animations just look great it just looked really good um i love how the van they look like the models here i've got some pictures on our notes so um but again i'd recommend you go and watch it some of the models with how they look with like some of them are like blasting light out of their eyes and like tim said you know i'd speculate that these are like spotter vampires you know that you've got to instead of just like you know spotlights <laughs> they're vampires with big old beams of light coming out their eyes um yeah oh, that's really cool the like and, and then there are some like special zombies you know with like the big red hair you know we saw some of them in the other trailer as well and like the particle effects on like some of their deaths and stuff looked really nice mm-hmm. um i think it looks quite nice as well um don't get me wrong you know it's not going for hyper detailed like other games were, but i think i like its style i like kind of how it's how it looks there's a lot of emphasis on lighting here and i, I quite like that ditto yeah uh all right i fixed it we have the scene so oh really yeah we could like play well, what not you we talk. Well, let's do it man i'd like to do that yeah okay cool um well these these I'm are a bit screenshots played on... that we were looking at uh right now so this is what i meant by the vision kind of vampires for all for all your video watchers right there um you can definitely sort of see this as like uh um yeah they definitely look just look like your sort of classic like i I, I don't know what you would call them like survey like vampires or like alert vampires or whatever um i don't know if they would just work like a normal enemy once they spot you like they jump down and attack you or whether or not they work as like a siren um or something like that um but yeah man it just looks um yeah, I'm I'm totally digging the the lighting in this game for sure. Like the whole like nighttime mm. thing, and like you saw the bit like at like the carnival with like all the lights and the Ferris wheel and all that sort of stuff. And it just like I'm totally digging like the whole like nighttime like aesthetic of the yeah. whole thing. Um, I think it'll look really pretty. Um, like I was saying before, we we both I correct me if I'm wrong, but I we're both big fans of like particle effects and like some yes. of the effects on on the killing those vampires with the stakes in particular that i burn outwards and the you know particles project off them um just looks very good i think it's it's probably arcane's best looking game yet which i know is like you know not a surprise to say because it's their newest game um but because i i don't know i don't think arcane has ever been particularly great with lighting not that it's ever been bad but you know none of those none of their games have really been like real lookers but i, I like the direction here in terms of the lighting and how it's used because it's always nighttime. Mm. Um, 
yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to learn more because like clearly there's more going on in this game, you know, uh, with the enemy variety, with the weapon variety, the loot that we've barely seen. You know, we have some rough information about skills and skill trees. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, there was a bit of a PR below in the last interview, a very little bit, when they mentioned about the co-op progress. Um, yes, because what was it? I can't remember what they it said. was. It was. Like, it was like the only the host world or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, only the host world. Um, so, like, yeah, yeah, only the host world. That's right. Um, and yeah, we said like we hope it doesn't impact achievements, and that that's okay. And was there something about tethering as well? Or have I made that up? Um, I'm not sure about tethering. I don't remember seeing anything about tethering, but could be wrong um yeah yeah one thing i did behind you on the video but yeah one thing i did notice was i did like i did feel like it gave off some like e3 trailer vibes right <laughs> where they're just like walking slowly through a house and be like oh there's a lot of blood <laughs> here you know stuff like that i don't think yeah. that's gonna nearly be the sort of um vibe that I think the game will be giving off. Like, I think the trailer makes it seem more serious than it is. Um, but I did notice, I, I thought the colours looked a little bit, like, washed out when you saw, like, like, the forest part. I'm just trying to find it. I thought, like, the forest and, like, the shrubbery and stuff actually looked kind of a little bit meh. <laughs> like her, like, walking through the grass, like, here, like, on, 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 <laughs> on like, the video. It, it did look a little bit like all these rocks and the foliage and just the whole color palette here looks a bit, I don't know, it looks kind of dated to me. Um, it, 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 hmm. it doesn't it doesn't look its best there, which is weird because I praised it for how it looks in so many other areas. But just specifically this shot of her like walking through the woods just looked a little bit meh to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've just caught up with you now, so yeah, I can I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'd agree. I I don't have a problem with any of the uh, and again, like sorry, sorry, audio listeners, we're kind of <laughs> going through it uh, on the stream there. Uh, but if you've seen the trailer, you know, hopefully, you know what we're talking about. Um, but it might it might just be the case that in game it's actually darker, so they just have to crank up the gamma so that we can actually see. Yeah, because like, we know that there seems to be a a tor- like a, a flashlight mechanic, like you go into rooms that are like pitch black. Like it shows that, I, which I hope there's a lot of, right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might have just cranked up so we could see what was going on. And yeah, I kind of, I don't, I don't think the rest of the scene looked like I didn't have a problem with how the how the trees or the foliage looked. But it's it's never been like a super strength of arcanes. I don't think they no. make a lot of detailed and dense worlds, but it's it's never hyper realistic. Like they, you know, they give themselves that leeway yeah yeah which i hope doesn't i hope doesn't work against them i hope it doesn't because this is going to be this might be xbox's first uh first first party exclusive (laughs) next gen game yes is that right yeah what we had flight sim that's not first party that's a sobo yeah uh the medium yeah they know that that's it um and if it is i think people are going to be looking at it expecting a graphical showcase which it obviously isn't like we can all see now it isn't and i I would hate for that 
to mark impact down people's perceptions points. of the game yeah yeah that's right but like no doubt it will let's be honest like re- reviewers will mention that won't they 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 are going to mention the fact that this is like you know it's the first one under the bethesda um, uh, uh, umbrella um triple a from microsoft uh next gen only and you know it's not pushing the boundaries with its graphics and stuff like that <laughs> We know Arcade never does that anyway. They're very stylistic with their graphics and world building and stuff like that. So we're going in not expecting, you know, I mean, it will still look pretty and the particle effects look fantastic and lighting and stuff. But um, yeah, anyone that's looking for a graphical showcase, I feel like they just, hopefully they've had their, you know, opinions of that grounded going into it with all these trailers. Yeah. Um, So it's not quite a, you know, a shitstorm. When it, when it happens not that it's going to be a shitstorm but you you kind of like yeah i i guess i guess that is like it's like a really minor concern i have about the game is that is it is this really a game that's being leveraged for next gen or is it just being used as a talking point it depends because on the it size suits microsoft it, it, it depends right, on yeah, the size I mean. and the density of of the world, yeah, um, and how how much is 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 in there. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's not it's not screaming next gen vibes to me. Like definitely, no. not. I don't watch well, this, and I'm like, this has to be Series X only. Like, there's there's no way this shit's running <laughs> on. Oh, no. Exactly. You know, something, you know, as vast and as pretty as Valhalla, you know, as Assassin's Valhalla can run on previous gen consoles. Like, that's just a very big game. So, yeah, with a lot of detail. And yeah, exactly. Like, I, I guess that's my concern. Like, is this kind of a political move, like coming from the top from Microsoft, where they've just said, just, you know, just make this for Series S and X, or have Arcane said, you know, well, there is actually some stuff we're doing in here which is going to be quite taxing. And, like, I don't expect Arcane to ever make a game that's going to push a system to its fullest. It's just not what they do. Um, they they go with fun systems and then go from there. At least that's my reading of it. Um, you know, like... But I, I get the feeling this game has a lot more up its sleeve, uh, you know, in terms of maybe... Maybe there's a lot of hopping... Like, we've they've spoken about going into these pocket dimensions... Yeah, with where like zombies are doing like the blood trance kind of thing, and like maybe it kind of has a, a similar ratchet and clank kind of thing, you know, where you like go in, into a, a whole new level, a whole new world essentially that just loads in like that. Maybe Redfall utilizes the SSDs like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, but regardless, this trailer got me excited. I think it looks good. Um, and I'm just excited to see a little bit more on the um, on the characters themselves, the skill trees, the loot, and that sort of thing. Like I, I'm starting to get a feel for the for the world a little bit, how it look, you know, enemy types, that sort of thing. That's great. Um, sure. I'd like to see, yeah, like a full mission playthrough would be nice, and yeah, just some just some looks on some skills and guns and stuff like that. Um, because no doubt that's going to be a really big drawing point for a lot of people and us included. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think like definitely kind of instilled me with a bit of confidence in that regard. Like, I think like it wasn't exhaustive, but it didn't need to be for Deathloop. But if that's the groundwork they've laid for their first game with a loot system, I think they'll be fine here. 
you know, um, especially, you know, given how creative the studio is, you know, you think about some of the guns in Deathloop, like one of them was like an air pressure needle gun, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, and they've said here that here there's like stake launches where you like have to scavenge the ammo. Like you like will find a broken broomstick handle and you jam that in, or you find like a pool cue and you jam that in, stuff like, like environmental ammo. Like I don't have a doubt that at the very least we're going to get a lot of creative weaponry, but um, yeah. yeah, it remains to be seen. It's not as a game as a service, so it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be Borderlands or Destiny, but I think I'm, it's made me more confident, definitely, Pass. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that's Redfall for now. Um, hopefully we do get some more. Uh, clearly, I think they wanted to just drop kind of a trailer as we're coming into Halloween. Maybe they're picking up the marketing cycle again. Um, it's a shame they couldn't have this game out for Halloween because it would have been perfect. But, you know, it's better that it gets the time it needs. Um, but yeah, till next time. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so... Uh, really, in the last few bits of news, um, we have a lot of numbers and information regarding Xbox sales, you know, because there was at the Microsoft earning call uh, this week. And then there was also, as I said earlier, Phil Spencer had a sort of half an hour, I think it was about half an hour long interview with the Wall Street Journal about um, Xbox in general. So let's start at the top. At the Microsoft earning call, Satya said that the PC Game Pass subscription uh, increased 159% year over year. And with cloud gaming, more than 20 million people have used the service stream games to date. Um, and for reference, they reported 10 million earlier in the year in April, um, leading lots to speculate that that Fortnite deal uh, has really been paying off. Fortnite, native, not natively, but you know what I mean, no, like with touch controls and everything yeah. working on xcloud so big gains on cloud gaming and pc, PC. game pass yeah any any thoughts about that in particular uh not really to be honest um i mean it's yeah it's it's a fantastic number i mean uh yeah year over year to see to see growth like that um and you know when when you factor in that you know we're not even hitting our stride yet you know the the sort of pc games pass value and 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 cloud gaming value is just going to keep skyrocketing like crazy um yeah no it's big it's very exciting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that this is um this is the second half of of really what i felt was some of the more interesting stuff that satya spoke about uh, um where he said, quote, as we look towards the holidays, we offer the best value in gaming with Game Pass and Xbox Series S. Nearly half of the Series S buyers are new to our ecosystem. Now, we don't have exact numbers, so we can't, cal- you know, we can't calculate <laughs> how, many, uh, how many people are new to the c- ecosystem as a result of this. But we know the Series S has been selling pretty well. Mm-hmm. And half of them being new to the ecosystem, I think, really, you know, crystallizes the the strategy that the Xbox went forward with here. You know, and it, you know, it, it ties in the whole debate again about is Xbox holding back games, holding back next gen games, and for Xbox, was this a valuable trade off? And I think, at the very least, we can point to this to some degree and say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. 
That's a, that's a big half. Yeah, fifty percent yeah. uh, of all sales of yeah, like we said, is is no doubt the Series S has sold more than the Series X, right? Um, by yeah, by quite some margin, and um, yeah, half of them being brand new to the ecosystem is kind of nuts. Um, you know, it just shows that it's it's that it's that great affordable option, next gen affordable option that people are going to pick up with, you know faith that xbox are hitting their stride you know next year um and they're and they're and they're going to come on board um yeah it's just it's just such a great entry point um yeah it's it's kind of mental and it definitely was the the right the right move based on seeing these figures yeah and and you know it's really interesting because it it, it, there's a bit of a back and forth here because as much this is at the earning call you know so obviously microsoft doing a lot of puffing their chests out making all the billionaires happy so that they'll continue to invest all that stuff and they also said that xbox started off the new fiscal year with a historical q1 earnings record with 3.61 billion generated in q1 23 you know that number is so big it doesn't really mean anything to me great good for you um uh, but this is the flip side, right? Supposedly, um, Xbox are still selling their consoles at a loss, somewhere in the region of a hundred to two hundred dollars per console, which is quite big. It, it's it's normal for consoles to start off selling at a loss, and then at some point in the gen, that that stops um, for you know a variety of reasons. The components get cheaper. Um, you know, sales are so much bigger that they start to make profit, et cetera, et cetera. The Switch and the PS5 are no longer selling at a loss. Yeah. Um, and the Switch got an insane amount of momentum coming out the gates, launching with Breath of the Wild, and what was it, like the Mario Kart remix or whatever it is, Deluxe, Mario Kart 8. Yeah. There was already on Wii U, you know, Deluxe, that's the one. Um, and... And the PS5, obviously, it still had a lot of momentum coming off last gen. So I just, I just thought it was really interesting because um, I had a couple of uh, users on Twitter correct me um, about this um, because I, I, had, I had assumed that most of the consoles at the moment were still selling at last. Maybe not the Switch because it's been around a while. But the PS5 isn't either. And of course, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that the PS5 isn't selling a hyper cheap cheap alternative like the series s is and the ps5 has hiked prices recently um although they stopped selling at a loss i think sometime late last year um so it, it, it kind of just raises the question of like these numbers are really big uh you know loads of people are coming on board but how long really are xbox going to do this for how long are xbox going to take a loss on console sales <laughs> like yeah. like i at some point they've got to be like okay we need to like this needs to stop happening <laughs> like and that, mm. that doesn't mean they're not making money they make money on console on software sales and but, but on console sales like it just seems like uh a, a, maybe for them an ineffective cost sink you know yeah. and that worries me a bit because that makes me think maybe they do just shift to publisher right yeah yeah i mean yeah i was about to say how, how how would they how would they go about countering this selling at a loss thing moving forward more expensive consoles yeah just jack um, just jack up the price like two years in uh, 
it's so weird to do such a such an odd thing to do yeah more you know, more expensive consoles or yeah they don't have a cheaper alternative um or they sell you know lots of other backdoor stuff like striking deals with component manufacturers which i'm sure they already have so yeah you know so this is both consoles both series s and x are selling at a loss or is it just the x i don't know actually um i don't series s components might be different and maybe maybe they're not selling at a loss as they're so easy to get get hold of and stuff like that because you know they haven't had any stock issues with the series s have they um so no but i would imagine they're selling that at a loss as well like that console is so cheap like it just cheap. makes me think they've got to be subsidizing it somehow yeah um and and joaquin says here in the chat don't forget that recently some documents showed that xbox has never made a profit on consoles, so it's nothing new yeah and it might just be that thing that it, it's, it's a bit of a bit of like a cold uh bucket of water of kind of you know xbox have never been a big player <laughs> Like they, they've yeah. done well. 360 was obviously their biggest gen, and they're they're growing, gen on gen. But they've always been third place um, in terms of of share. Because um, if they had more share, they would make more money, and they wouldn't have to sell at a loss. Mm. So, it just an interesting little thing. Yeah, just an interesting little thing. Yeah, it's it is weird. Yeah, it's it, it's especially weird considering the PS5 isn't selling at a loss. Yeah, yeah, and well, I, 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 like I said I think... would have expected them both to still be. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, so, like, I mean, I guess so like the other the other side of this is that I'm someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the PS3 sold at a loss its whole lifespan, and you know it speaks to the the flop. Well, you know, it wasn't a flop, but it speaks to you know the loss of momentum that that console had. Yeah. Um, and shows how much momentum really the PS5 still has, you know. Um, mm. So, um, okay. So, with all of this in mind, because this all ties into the interview um, that I keep mentioning with Phil Spencer over at the Wall Street Journal, um, spoke about a number of things. Uh, he spoke about kind of the pace, the you know, the uptake with um, Game Pass. He spoke about the price of stuff. Um, but and I think that's where I would like to start. You know, he essentially said that, you know, we've held on price for a long time, you know, when our competitors haven't. And I don't think we'll be able to do that forever, but we want to keep things fixed for the holiday. He didn't point to anything specific. He didn't point to like Xbox like gold. He didn't point to Game Pass. He didn't point to consoles. But what do you think? Like what and when is my question to you? Like if, if one of these things is going to go up in price, what is it? And when does it happen? Um, what one of these things being either Games Pass, just software in general, or um, or what was the other thing you were saying? Console or console? Yeah, like yeah, um, yeah. I forgot about yeah games. Like what what do you think go? Do they all go up? And does that happen in twenty twenty four? Or do one of these things go up like halfway through next year? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think Xbox have ever been that the sort of company that just jacks everything up immediately they've never just been that whole um yeah yeah just just lump let's just do it all they're quite pr conscious i think with that sort of stuff 
Um, so I don't think they'd be like, we're up in consoles, we're up in software, we're up in Games Pass. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that Xbox Gold, that Xbox Live Gold price increase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That was true. What the fuck was that, that? Didn't that immediately get... Yeah. I mean, that was weird. But didn't it immediately like, get... Carried? In a couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was odd. I, I don't know what that was. Um, but yeah, that, that definitely is... <laughs> a stroke? That is an outlier. Um, it's a definitely um consider that um i mean i think the most realistic one to say that will jump up first is just software right just software like outside of like games pass um they'll you know they'll just jump up to that 70 pound gap that playstation have already committed to with all theirs um obviously that's outside of AAA ips that are owned by them because we know that will obviously drop into games pass um but then equally you could also see games pass just seeing an increase especially coming into 23 because there's just there's just so much like it's just crazy like everything is just hitting games pass in 23 and 24 and it it might just have a bit of like a netflix sort of situation where netflix were like we're Mm -hmm. pumping out Mm -hmm. so many shows we're spending so much money on this we kind of just have we have to up our price you know you know there has to be some profit in there for us um so it it will definitely be on the software side of things. I think we'll continue to take a loss um, and not jack up console price, uh, especially as it's just it's just been a thing for Xbox in the past to do that and just always take that on the chin. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say that, and I'd probably say that was that's going to happen sort of midpoint twenty three. I think I think they'll let a couple hitters come into Games Pass, um, you know, and and get everyone on board and then when even more hitters start to enter it towards the latter half of of, of 2023 then they'll up the price i don't think mm. it'll be at the beginning um i think they'll let a few people yeah. sink their teeth into a few triple a um first parties right. and then they'll be like there's more on the way we're increasing our price um yeah, and I think that's the really interesting part of all of this. You know, I think I think the consensus probably is that something's going up next year, whether it's price of games or it's Game Pass, something's going up next year. Maybe it's both, right? But I'm I'm interested in like, you know, let's say Redfall is March and then let's say Starfield is May, right? Do those do both of those things jack up for Redfall or Starfield, or do they announce it? halfway through the year to be going up at the end of the year you know i feel like that would be the best way to do it because if they if they said in advance with starfield coming and all the investment we're doing with our you know first party content and our and our ip and starfield you know really being a you know the the beacon of that hard work um it's going to be more expensive and game pass i think that would put people on edge because it would mean so much is hinging on starfield yeah like if they put the price up and then Starfield didn't meet expectations, that would be such a tectonic PR blunder. Like, you know, because I would say generally PR's had like, uh, Xbox has had good PR for the last like year, generally. You know, they're gaining momentum. Everybody's still a bit like, you know, you're delaying games. They're just around the corner. We've been, we've been at this just around the corner for the last you know two or three years it's still been you know we've still had some stuff throughout which has been good and game pass has continued to be really good value but you know with that first party stuff we just haven't got there yet and then to finally get there 
prices go up and the flagship title to not meet expectations, that would be dreadful. Yeah. So that's kind of the interesting thing to me. It's like, how do they do it in line with Starfield or... You know, do they wait to the end of the year or announce it early? Because I, I personally feel like an early announcement and a later change yeah. is the best way to do that. Yeah, yeah. Based yeah, based on what you said with the whole yeah, the the, the blunder that would be Starfield. Um I think it just makes sense to do that. Um I think I think that's that's kind of the best way to approach it, what you said. Um and I don't think, you know, like Xbox are used to taking um a loss on a lot of these things um you know as they're building up uh speed and you know ramping up with their with their software coming in in 23 and 24 so i think it just makes sense i think i think philly's much he's definitely the big picture kind of guy right um and i don't i yeah. think that's probably the way they'll approach it um to be safe yeah because yeah, you just don't know if starfield will live up to expectations you like to hope so but you just yeah you never know yeah bethesda haven't they haven't always released bangers let's be honest they're, they're generally very consistent aren't yeah. they it's just it's just in recent years there's been one or two blemishes that's kind of offset people's confidence a little bit um yeah with uh fallout 76 and wolfenstein mm-hmm. that's it isn't it it's just those two yeah, and you could argue ESO. Uh, ESO got better with time, but it did take it did take its time to get to get good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, the next part of the story is about Game Pass, um, and it, it's it's been long debated in the um, slug fanboy community that um, Game Pass isn't profitable. Uh, you know they're they're doing Game Pass at a loss. They're undercutting the competition to get people in the door. Um, but we've had it kind of confirmed that Game Pass is profitable, and it accounts for about fifteen percent of Xbox content and services revenue. Um, and following up on that, uh, Phil said, and I quote: "I don't think it gets bigger than that. I think the overall revenue grows so fifteen percent." Uh, to 15% of a bigger number, but we don't have this future where 50 to 70% of our revenue comes from subscriptions. Mm. So Phil's almost saying like, we're, we're pretty much at capacity with Game Pass. We think that like everybody who really wanted to be part of it will have got an Xbox and been part of it or already had an Xbox and a part of it. Like, of course it will, might go up a little bit, um, but overall we're kind of at capacity there. And I thought that was kind of interesting because like 15% of Xbox content and services revenue. Like, what do you think? Like, does that sound like right to you? Do you think? Uh, I mean, to me, it sounds low, but then, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know. Uh, I'm too, I'm too ignorant to, to, to know yeah, if that's a low or high number, but yeah, looking fr- from the outside, looking in, it seems, it seems like a low percentage um, considering all, yeah. all your eggs, are essentially in that basket from a first party standpoint um software wise um yeah it seems relatively low uh and the fact that they're making a loss on consoles too uh seems relatively <laughs> low but yeah who am i to know 
I guess I guess what it really because I agree like it, like I think the number does sound quite low. Um, but I guess what it does it, like it, it it does make you kind of open your eyes a bit and think, oh yeah, we're in a bit of a bubble doing an Xbox game, uh, podcast, aren't we? You know, you're like yeah, in these circles where we talk about how good Game Pass is because it is very good, but eighty the the remaining eighty five percent is a mixture of what Xbox Live Gold and just game purchases. Yeah, people are just buying games. Mm-hmm. Um, I what was the last game I bought? I'm I'm struggling to tell you. Oh. Call of the Lamb. I bought Call of the Lamb. Call of the Lamb. Yeah, I was about to say it was quite recent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like my purchases are very few and far between now, but that makes us outliers. You know, not not the main, not that. And you know, like I don't know if you've tried to explain Game Pass to someone who doesn't play games that much, but they just they struggle to get their head around it. Like they kind of zone out. Yeah. They're like, yeah. I, they're like subscription service for games. Like, I, cause a lot of them like don't play games anyway. There's like maybe one or two releases in the last five years they'd like to play. And so the idea yeah. of subscribing to play a lot of games just kind of isn't really something they'd want to do anyway. Cause they don't see the value in a continued subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I think I think that kind of speaks to the number that Phil has been saying, you know, um, with with how, where they're capping out a Game Pass and how much how much revenue is coming in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they they are they are happy with that number, right? He's he's come right out and said it, and and as Joaquin put in the chat as well, you know, he's he, he he's not going to come out and just like lie. <laughs> to the public and shareholders <laughs> and stuff like that and, and be like, yeah, we're happy with 15%, even though with it, they're drowning, right? You know, he's obviously, he's obviously crunched the numbers and, and, and predicted the, you know, moving forward and the future of, of, of Xbox. And if anyone knows the future of Xbox and has pulled us out of a rut, it's Phil Spencer. So, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we're speaking like, you know, but uh, like the conversation I just had, you know, that's not to say that I don't think this is an immensely sex, uh, an immensely successful venture, you know, like, um, for sure, Game Pass has been a huge PR win. It's profitable, you know, and, and like, like we keep saying, they're not even in full swing yet. When they're in full swing, when Starfield gets into Game Pass, um, you know, if this deal goes through and they start getting Game Pass exclusive Call of Duty benefits, you know, Blizzard, the next big Blizzard game gets it, stuff like that. That's going to really kick up these numbers. You know, Hellblade, um, Avowed, Elder Scrolls, you know, these big hitters are going to tip the needle and we're just not there yet. Um, and it's already profitable. Yeah, I don't, I, the thing is, I don't even know what to say to people who are like, oh, I don't believe the thing that X person is saying. Because like this comes to like a whole moral code thing and then it becomes a whole different conversation where a lot of people a lot of people are innately conspiratorial. And it reminds me of the um uh the whole thing that just happened with the Bayonetta three voice actor. Did yeah. you we, I don't think we spoke about it on the show, but you, you saw about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and when she was initially reporting the story a lot of people, there was like a fraction of people who were like, um, oh, she's lying. She's lying. She's just in it for herself, trying to, you know, do this, that, and the other. 
you know, everybody was like, well, you know, this is what's happening. And it's, you know, quite commonplace for voice actors to be underpaid. So we're happy to lend us support. I know obviously the details came out. Seems like there was a bit of dishonest, mm. dishonesty in there and a bit of twisting to make it seem either worse than it was or, you know, obfuscate the truth. Um, and that doesn't tend to bode well. And then those same people were like, you should have listened. You should have listened. But it's like, changing your opinion when presented with new information isn't the dunk you think it is <laughs> like so yeah. when phil says to my face and to shareholders game pass is profitable i'm gonna believe that <laughs> yeah if another report comes out later you know if jason schrider's report and says phil spencer lied at the washington washington you know, journal interview then i'll say okay that was silly of little old phil but I don't go into these things thinking everybody's lying to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you don't go in so so skeptical. Yeah. We, we have a word for that. It's called paranoid. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I, I, I take it all as face value, um, you know, as, as, especially when it, it's someone, like I said, who has taken Xbox out of a rut, like seriously, and taken us in, in the right direction. So I have no reason to not trust <laughs> Phil Spencer um with with what exactly. he says so i'm not just going to be like he liar you know just like it's just like i have i have no reason to think that way about him so naturally i'm yeah. gonna accept these figures he's giving me and be like show me your tax returns him. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i won't believe it until i see your tax returns sorry phil and until yeah. then i'm unsubscribing from games pass sincerely disappointed <laughs> that's right yeah uh, yeah a disappointed fan yeah. So something else that was spoken about in the interview was Xbox Keystone. You might recall Xbox Keystone as the rumored streaming stick, streaming puck, cloud streaming stick puck that was being spoken about, <laughs> has been spoken about for feels like a while now. Um, and Phil straight up spoke about it because we, we spoke about it. It was on the, the shelf last week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It was on his shelf. Also, we, you know, that's what we speculate anyway. Um, and he said to quote, Keystone was something that we were incubating internally. Late spring, we pivoted to working with Samsung. I still have the prototype. Will we do a streaming device at some point? I expect we will, but it's years away. So kind of surprised, surprised me. me, actually. But yeah. It's, yeah. I guess the point here really is that they realized that working directly with smart TV providers was a more direct way to get cloud in front of people rather than something like a Google uh thingy what's it called the plugin thing stadia no the what? streaming the mirroring stick oh uh, chromecast chromecast yeah rather than something like that that you plug into the back of your tv they can just collaborate with samsung with lg you know etc cetera, etc cetera, with maybe sony i don't know so just put it on the tvs um yeah. and it kind of makes a stick or a puck redundant in that way right true yeah yeah i agree yeah um it makes sense still surprising that it's a few years away um yeah i definitely wouldn't have thought that would uh it would be that much of a a, a time gap especially like we said when we've seen companies crop up with these cloud handhelds um we've seen two in the just this year pop up one from logitech and the other one from razor was it razor yeah, yeah, Razer. Um, so yeah, I it's very surprising that we're still Xbox is still years away for having their their, their own iteration of that. 
Um, but yeah, as you pointed out, it makes sense if you're building it straight into TVs and partnerships that you're making. Um, so yeah. So yeah, to be fair, I don't really know if he's if this is including like a, a portable streaming device. If that's what you're talking about, um, because originally, like you said, Keystone was something that, well, oh, yeah, supposedly true. was something that you plugged into your TV. Um, but maybe, maybe that encapsulates that as well. You know, maybe they feel that being able to collaborate with these smart TV providers uh, makes makes either a puck or a portable device redundant you know and in which case i kind of kind of makes sense i guess there's still an edge case for take your portable device on the train play it halfway up a mountain yeah like you can with your switch yeah best <laughs> i can't ever. believe they did that what you've never just gone skiing and decided to just stop skiing sit on the side <laughs> of the mountain and play your switch and get frostbite i think i haven't <laughs> you've never thought about doing that no imagine how no, cold man. that would be for your hands dude skiing <laughs> and you pull out your switch and my fingers would fall off dude they wouldn't work <laughs> like trying to use the touch screen and it's like it shatters because there's just frost on it yeah I always forget the switch has a touch screen <laughs> I genuinely forget that's a <laughs> Oh yeah, I've, ne- I've it's never. It's not used very to much, is it? My fucking grubby fingers all over it because I play it mainly in portable mode. So it's just like I don't want to be touching the screen and leaving fingerprints all over it. I'd probably use touchscreen yeah. more if, but no, because that doesn't make any sense. Because it's, I feel like it's just such a weird thing to put in. <laughs> like I, I don't know why they gave it a touchscreen. If, if I'm honest, when was the last time you poked yeah, a there's no like- screen? Yeah, I actually have a friend who has a Switch and like he's had one for years and I poked it when he brought it around once and he was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't know it had a touchscreen. <laughs> yeah, like no, but it's such a pointless thing to, to build to build in and like it must have cost them a fair, a fair bit of money. Um, it just, <laughs> I wouldn't have bothered with it. Uh, and I think if they're doing like later models of it, I'd just leave it out, personally. I know people would be like, it's downgraded. My last one had a touchscreen. This one doesn't. I miss. Yeah. I miss poking it with my pizza fingers. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. Mate. I suppose. I suppose it is kind of pointless because it's a a console that you can also put into a dock. Like a game can't design its mechanics around using the touchscreen. Exactly. Otherwise, you have to run across your room and poke it. Like put a fork yeah. in between the dock and the switch. Like the Wii U made <laughs> sense work. because it was a console and the gamepad at the same time, so you could poke things while playing it on your TV. That made sense, but you can't yeah. with this. You, yeah, it made sense. If it's no. if it's in there, you can't you can't poke it. See, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's so hard though. Anyway, that was a bit of a tangent, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow, we're coming up to two hours. What happened? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's what happened late. to the time. I need my first coffee. Okay. Today, <laughs> 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 um, okay. So this is the last part of kind of this whole story. With um, it, I mean, this this technically didn't come from the interview. It came afterwards as part of a report. But supposedly, given all of of this this kind of you know mixed to good news xbox missed its game pass growth target um bear in mind that the game pass growth is still positive year over year it's just that they had higher internal projections 
How much higher, you might be wondering. They expected 73% and got 28. I don't know if it's just me. 73% seems a bit stupid, considering yeah, they had I... their two biggest hitters delayed out of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, the, and then the biggest hitters turned out to not hit so big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which probably resulted in a lot of people dropping off quite early. Uh, they probably just played Halo Infinite for like a month and they were like, oh, I'm done. You know, I'm out. That's right. Sorry. It's uh, free to play anyway, so they don't even, they don't even need it. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, and they've got shitty perks for it, but it's not like, it's like, it's a challenger roll when a skin that was like, give me some 100 credits. That'd be worth it. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, that'd be worth my, my games pass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that seems stupidly <laughs> steep. That number, um, considering the start that we we had, um, you know, a bit unrealistic that one. Yeah, it does feel a bit unrealistic. So no real concerns, but some of this growth is a little bit slow. But again, you know, you can't underestimate the importance of of content. I know it sounds silly, um, but they, you know, we need this content to appeal to the masses. <laughs> you know. Most people aren't like me and are not looking forward to Somerville and Grounded and Pentiment, you know, and are not staying yeah. subscribed for that reason. Most people want a good deal on the big AAA games, you know, and it's yeah. kind of like, come for the big games, stay for the little ones, you know, and just not there yet. Just not there yet. Yeah, true. Uh, alrighty. So I think... Final two stories then. So one of the first, one of them was um, a report that Microsoft wants in on the next Chinese hit. Um, and really, this is, to my knowledge, because of Genshin Impact, right? Yeah. Genshin Games Impact kind of popped off a little bit. was big, yeah. I don't, I don't know what that game is, going to be real with you. I, I don't know what it is. People, everybody goes, it's like Breath of the Wild. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Is it an open world? It's green? Yeah, it's like an open world, like JRPG. Yeah. Right. And is yes, it, a, it has green. Is it player? Um, <laughs> I don't think it's multiplayer. I don't actually know. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You got me by the balls here, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Our resident Chinese expert doesn't know fucking anything. Hey, more of a Japanese expert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th I think it does. I think it does have. have it's a single like, player video called. game, multiplayer video game. What? <laughs> oh, great. It's actually, <laughs> what it says. What? Okay, <laughs> hang on. We need to dive deeper in this hole. Sure. Well, I mean, it's great. It it's netted four billion dollars in revenue. Um, it's a big boy. It is a surprisingly big boy, and obviously, it's it's not on uh, on Xbox. And allegedly, Microsoft Microsoft attempted to acquire Genshin Impact for the Xbox before release. Sorry, this is like, I think, a translated article, so that didn't make that much sense. <laughs> um, but I think essentially what the article is saying is they tried to get it on, on the platform, but didn't happen. Um, mm. I'm surprised it's still not, though. Like, that's kind of weird to me. <laughs> yeah. 
Sony, mate. Sony locking it down. Yeah, I guess. Timed exclusivity. It's not toxic. Um, not till. Not till. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it it really doesn't surprise me, especially with uh, Xbox. You know, we we know they're trying to get more of a um more of a an impact um over in Japan and stuff like that and China, but internationally so, as well, right? Um, yeah, and internationally, yeah, yeah. These games are, are, are massive worldwide, but um, yeah, I think just. Yeah, they're they're just trying to get their, their their foot in the door with 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 all this sort of stuff. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that their their next big one they're probably going to bid pretty high on. Um, so yeah. Well, it's I like I'm pretty sure Phil is on record saying that they're interested in in like India as like a an area which is growing very fast in the great game industry. So when we're talking about acquisitions, you know, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking at those markets or maybe not acquisitions right now, but maybe kind of, you know, a couple of timed deals or marketing deals just to see how they get on and, you know, kind of butter, butter some of those teams up for acquisition. Mm. Um, Cause those are markets that they clearly have interest in. And it's, you know, it's part of the reason why they keep missing out on these. Cause then they don't have their, like you said, they don't have their foot in the door for these markets. You know, they don't really have an established base in China. Um, whether that's the consoles or, you know, I think it goes both ways, doesn't it? It goes both ways in terms of, a, um, a platform's player base not playing a certain type of game, but then also the country's player base not having a type of platform. Like it goes both ways. Um, so if they start investing in Chinese games or Indian games, you might see those areas have like a better uptake. Like you look at Mexico is always a big one. I don't know how much of an investment Xbox actually has in Mexico, just that we know Gears of War really fucking pops off <laughs> over there. Yeah. Um, so. And so that's why that country gets a lot of investment now. Like they had XO20 there, maybe XO19, one of them in, in Mexico. So it, it gets more investment. Um, Forza, the new Forza was in Mexico. That's right. That's right. It's just yeah, things like yeah. that. Just things like that. So Mexico. It is Mexico, isn't it? It's not like Brazil. It is Mexico. What? The new Forza? Right. Yeah, yeah, it was in Mexico. The, no, the, the Gears of War pops off in. Oh, I don't know. I, this is news to me. I didn't know I'm pretty sure it's Mexico. a specific okay. carrier that Gears just fucking fragged in. I, I just... Yeah, Gears always frags in... in. I, I, I really think it's Mexico. It might just be... Hmm, might be like Latin America in general, but hmm. that's fine. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, that's, that's the point, though. Um, cool. Okay, and final story then, as we've just ticked over two hours, is around the new Xbox UI... I think I had a dream about getting this UI. That's weird. That's a weird feeling that I just got in my brain right then. What, the UI in the first screenshot? The first one? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we, we sure had spoken about this. before. The, 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 so the most obvious thing, I, I have the search bar and the settings. Can you yeah. share it on, um, I, on the I screen? Uh, yeah, I can do, yeah. Um, but it's it's like flat. Because the old one or the current one for most people is that the current game tile is really big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It, so, yeah. And so a lot of the um, it's become available to a lot of the insiders now, and 
there's been a couple of reports, particularly from Tom Warren, saying that uh, it feels like too much of a Game Pass ad right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I think is fair, right? Because like that, <laughs> I know they're trying to pedal Game Pass and that's fine, but there's just so much room for good shit on a dashboard. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why Xbox have become so afraid of, of horizontal scrolling. I just have a tab. I can press RB, Game Pass, and you can put whatever you want on that. Yeah. You can absolutely litter it. But for this, let me have my activity feed. Let me have my pinned games and this and that and the other. You know, let me customize it. Why can't we customize this? Isn't it built on, like, Windows? Isn't it built on XWP? I, like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of all I want of it. It's just, yeah, just to have it customized. And then, yeah, you can advertise the, the shit out of Games Pass to me. Um, Just don't have it clutter my main screen when I boot up, you know. Let, let me have my main screen to be, you know, my games that I'm playing recently. Um, My my favorite friends and what they've been up to. Um, Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And then if I, if I want to just, you know, like you said, just click one button one user input to come over to games pass and you're just like download this download this download this you're cramming shit down my face it's great i don't mind that you know i've come over to that section for that reason um but yeah yeah i i i do kind of agree that it's it's a bit offensive like right off the bat it's just like yeah yeah it's just all yeah yeah definitely and of course, it's it's blocking the dynamic backgrounds, which you know everybody. We keep giving fan feedback that we want more dynamic backgrounds and that we want to be able to see them more. I know, you know, like, like because what we're looking at right now. Again, sorry, audio listeners, but hopefully you've seen it. But it's it's essentially two rows of um, you know mo- most recent games, and then there's like ads, my games and apps, Microsoft Store. Um, across like the middle of the home screen, so it's like it takes up more space than than what you're you've probably got in your Xbox right now. Mm. If they got rid of that bottom row and just shifted the top row down, I'd be happy with that. I don't need the Microsoft Store badge there. I don't need the My Games and Apps badge there. It's on the blade, like when I press my Xbox button. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that there. I, I know there's an ad, but I, like. Like if that was just all shifted down, I'd be pretty happy. Like to the bottom of the screen, do yeah. you know what I mean? Am I explaining it well enough? Yeah, <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, prior to this update, uh, the insiders were reporting that you couldn't pin your content to the below. So when you scroll down, it was just Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. Yeah. You know, like categories, popular, most out. Whereas, like now, you can pin stuff when you scroll down, but that wasn't a thing. But that's very recently been re-added. So okay. we can only hope that they are taking this feedback seriously because this is a wor- this is an actively worse dashboard than what I have right now. So before they roll it out, I really hope they listen. And because this this needs quite a few major reworks, reworks in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if they really want to listen to what people want, other than just have another okay dashboard. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, okay, and like you said, worse in a lot of ways as well. Um, and and yeah. and yeah, it's just it's just so weird with the whole route they're going down. Like you said, with the dynamic backgrounds, and they're starting to work work with these. Uh, and you'd like to think they'll make some really cool ones with first party ones coming in, in, oh, in yeah. the future, like a vowed and stuff like that. And it's just like a vowed, a star filled like, one, a red one. Oh, 
Yeah, like in this screenshot, I can see like the top of a windmill and a bit of grass. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. on the dynamic. Yeah. What game is that? Like, what game is that? You yeah. could not tell me. Like, you genuinely, <laughs> it's such a cool dynamic background, but to me, it just looks like a like one of the starting Windows home screens that you get. Like, yeah, when you yeah, first that's right. Yeah. the laptop or something like that, and it's just yeah. like there's just so much potential here. Just just let the user choose how cluttered they want your dashboard. Like like a couple of advertisements here and there if you need to do that but then everything else leave it up to the user if they only want one fucking block there apart from a couple of your ads let them do that and if people want to cram it with a bunch of squares also let them do that um yeah just just give us the freedom of choice um with obviously a few states because yeah the fact that they haven't done that still after because this is essentially this is just like a chat you know it, it's a revamped version of the, the same dashboard from 2013 and that was all running on the same you know xwp as well um like if it the fact that we haven't gotten any real customization since then just makes me think that it's never going to happen maybe there's some sort of technical limitation or there's just something that they can't that was stopping them doing it and if they can't, because that's they should prioritize that. But if they can't, yeah, just like make this less obstructive over the background, make it a bit more minimal. Because it, mm. yeah, like if I like half this shit can go in the in the in the blaze when you push your Xbox button, like I feel anyway, and then give it a bit more space, let it breathe a bit. Yeah, that's an extra button for users to press to get to the stuff. You know. Oh, well, hey, that people don't like that. You know, <laughs> eh, eh. All right. Well, um, that's it. We did it, everyone. I keep, God damn it, I keep forgetting to do the whole. You know, uh, don't like thumbs up, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, notification bell. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah, you always forget to do that halfway. But oh well. Yeah. Uh, all right, everyone. Um, Tim's gonna hit jingle, and we're gonna hit you it's with a saucy going, outro. Mate. I already got <laughs> this guy. Oh, <laughs> this fucking guy. He's good at what he does. All right, everyone. Um, well, uh, if you have enjoyed being here, then uh, do consider coming over to us on Twitter, having a having a little follow there. Do consider um, giving us a like. Uh, we will do this at twelve thirty BST every every Sunday um, till the end of time and till the end of time, which could really time. just be a couple of months. At least. Yes. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, we had daylight savings, months? didn't we? <laughs> I mean, well, the... no. <laughs> I've had a few DMs from somebody called Putin42069, and let's just say I am worried. <laughs> ah, why is he DMing you with like nuke threats? I don't know. That's how much of a big deal I am. You should probably come and check out check out the Twitter, you know, just to be sure. Um and just in case you want any time conversions, we're also around 7.30 a.m. EST, 4.30 p.m. No, 4.30 a.m. PST, and 6.30 CST as well. Um, good job. So, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Ciao, Bella. Bye. <laughs> that means goodbye, beautiful. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.